not a tea guy i've never liked tea i think it's a trash beverage i don't appreciate the i don't appreciate i don't appreciate the flavors to it i don't think people make it very well i don't understand putting milk in it what is that supposed to do it makes it like creamier and heartier it's no sorry no it's not coffee make up your mind what oh i just don't i don't believe in it as a liquid you really like what (laughs) There are, there is so many, this is like, this is like, uh, like, making milk tea is like a, a, an incredibly cultural thing. There's like... Sure, yeah, I get that. There, like, uh, like, when you get right down to it, like, uh, making tea in water, that's like, that's like European shit. Uh, like... Well, yeah. Yeah, but that but then adding milk to the tea water. No, that's not is, that's not how you do milk tea. That's not true. I know for a fact that you pour tea into a kettle in Britain and then you add milk to it later. I know that's true. Like, yeah, in Britain, I thought you were talking Okay, wait, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Europe. Europe's Britain is in Europe. I, kind of. <laughs> Um, I I just mean like I thought when you said, like tea, well milk and tea. I thought you meant like milk tea. You boil, you like heat up the milk and make the tea in the milk. Oh, I've never seen that done before. I've only seen tea made separately and then they add milk to it, which just is like, why are you doing? It? Why are you watering your your milk down this way? I d- I don't like it. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> to make okay. a long story short, I don't like tea. I've never okay. liked it. And especially because we, we live in the Midwest, which is iced tea capital uh, just short of the of the South, which is sweet tea, which is different than iced tea. Um, but iced tea sucks, and I don't like it at all, and it's very bad. Okay. Uh, okay. I, this is – my point is this, is that I've been drinking a lot of hot toddies this week which do have tea in them and i like i like a like a this herb like the sleepy time herbal thing that i have going on i do put whiskey in it so it's different but okay maybe i just like whiskey you might just like whiskey when it comes down do you to think it. i could steep my tea bag in whiskey do you think that's anything? i i don't know if you could heat up <laughs> whiskey enough to steep tea in it for that to be Mm. anything good i don't know about that i bet you could just shy of like making a making a syrup out of it uh uh oh don't uh me drinking a mountain dew right the fuck now how do you think they made that they made a syrup, a Mountain Dew syrup, they didn't, and then they put it they in didn't bubble make, liquid. They didn't make a Mountain Dew syrup from a whiskey. What? They made it to go with whiskey. They made it to it's go. A, it's they a made it to mixer. go with with whiskey, but they didn't make a syrup from whiskey. I simply refused to concede this point. I'm sorry <laughs> that I know that it wasn't made from a whiskey, but it's very similar. You're, they made you, a goop. They made a goop. They made a Mountain Dew goop, and they put the Mountain Dew goop in bubble liquid. And then all I'm doing is making a whiskey goop to put with my tea. You, you just. It's just you saying whiskey goop to me is bad. I don't well, like whiskey. Goop. You didn't. Okay, so Mountain Mountain Dew goop, fine, acceptable to you. Whiskey goop, bad. Well, here's evil. here's the thing. I know that Goop goes into making Mountain Dew. Goop does not go into making whiskey. Well, yes, that's why you have to render it down. It's a component to a later drink. You're doing you're doing something un like unnatural and uncouth to to the poor whiskey. <laughs> Won't someone I can't please believe you, think of the whiskey? You, you have the gall. To sit there and tell me about unnatural beverages while you drink something that is neon green. 
I we can't do we I I know this is we're uh, by the way hi this is a study in saga yeah, this is an anime podcast what? Uh, is this the intro yeah this is the intro we've been in the intro it's been a while since I've had a bad food take uh I that I think is a correct food take but everyone else yells at me for and I think me coming out strong in this uh new year with I don't like tea I think it's bad uh is sure to ignite the rage fires in our audience Oh jeez. <laughs> you you've said some wild stuff, so I ju- I know and the problem is is that we have a, we do an anime podcast which is sort of inevitably based around Japan mm-hmm. as a nation, and I do know that they do like tea there. <sighs> yeah, and I'm I am sorry to come out so strongly against tea. It seems antithetical to the podcast that we have here well (laughs) i just wish i ever had a good tea you know what i'm saying well i'm pro tea i like tea tea helps me get through like the first leg of the illness that i had by the way uh i'm lexi tucker tea enjoyer uh and anime sherlock and i'm holden king uh anti-tea task force i suppose and your anime watson Listen, I I don't want I don't always want to be on this podcast being like this thing sucks. It's different <laughs> and weird to me and it's strange and I want to be in my nice little bubble, but I'm what I am saying is I've tried tea many times and it's always been bad. And I was tricked several times into drinking unsweetened iced tea by my father when I thought it was going to be soda. Uh and that happened multiple times he was a favorite joke of his and it was bad every single time imagine expecting a big old sip of pepsi and you get iced tea ew no (laughs) that's bad you you don't want to be punked like that no it it happened so many times my dad kept coming up with tricks to get me into it he would the first time he just lied to me he was like oh yeah it's pepsi and it wasn't uh I was like, well, I'm not falling for that again. Anytime he tells me it's Pepsi, I'm going to check for bubbles first. So what he did in the future, one the next time he put both of the pop things in the cup holder and, and uh, shook them so that I thought that he had switched them. Okay. And then I, and I was like, oh, <laughs> haha, you can't fool me. I know that you switched them. And I grabbed his and I took a big old drink of iced tea and he wouldn't let me spit it out. I had to drink that one too. And then the third time he marked all of the all of the uh sodas or all of the beverage containers as diet Pepsi, right? As diet. And I was like he I was like, Oh, which one's mine? And he goes like, Oh, it, this one, don't worry about it. And I just trusted him. Cause it was marked on the top. I looked, and then normally they mark it T and they didn't. Anyway, that's that's my tea trauma. There, there's the tea trauma, folks. There's the tea trauma. Those are the three times my father tricked me with, with iced tea. Uh, those are my trials. Uh, I didn't have as many as Hercules, but here I am on this anime podcast. Um, and we're we're talking about Cowboy Bebop, and we're only going to talk about uh one episode today because uh we've hit a two-parter episode. Yeah, kind of hard to split it up, and also, how dare they split the two-parter on an uneven number? Yeah. On an odd number. <laughs> how could they do that? How could they do that to us? Uh, to us, specifically. <laughs> Don't, Don't they... they know we have a specific release strategy? Two episodes at once, we release in even numbers only? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, uh, so I guess... This week, <laughs> this week, we are going to, uh, we're going to milk, uh, <laughs> session 11, Toys in the Attic, Ugh. for all this, it's worth. Which I should, we should just say up at the top, it's not worth a lot. There's not a lot happening here that's interesting, <laughs> or perhaps even good. Um, boy, we did a pendulum swing back in the other direction. We had such a good one. With uh, with the last Jet Black episode, and not in this one. You know, uh, okay. This this episode is famous, and I do think it's doing some fun things, and I don't think it's a bad episode. 
It is, however, okay, very I'll, much a bottle episode. I will... I'm interested to hear how this episode is famous. Here are my thoughts on it, unabridged, before we get into the meat of it. I think this episode is fine. It has some interesting structural stuff that it does um, that I think is interesting. Um, and, like, it's fun to hear Jet Black do a captain's log. Um, that part is fun to me. I don't hate the premise ultimately of what the episode is we'll get to it um i just think boy what a what a dumb episode to happen on the bebop this is what a what an interestingly dumb thing that we filled uh half an hour with um uh this this episode is famous because um when people talk about cowboy bebop people like when they talk about the sweeping tone of cowboy bebop that like if someone wants to say like talk about uh how cowboy bebop can be like a very funny show that has that is kind of weird and like off the wall uh they mention the fridge episode they don't mention the monkey one they mention the fridge episode they mention this one this this one is like such, like, sitcom, like, sci-fi bottle episode. This is- But the monkey one isn't? It's, like, the monkey- the monkey one is less of a, like, madcap, like, jokes I can't believe- every minute. I-, I like, you have to- you have- you have to know that's not true. <laughs> you- you just said the one where they turn people into monkeys. Yes, but it's- You're saying that one's less madcap? Yes, it is, because we, like, the fact that they're turning people into monkeys is, uh, is like, something that is only revealed halfway through the episode. Like, the, this episode is, like, a lot of these characters doing hijinks to each other. Like, for this episode, that's most of what this episode is, is... The Bebop a is doing this, bits at each other. The, a lot of this episode is not interacting with the main thrust of this episode. It's They're just poor and in space with no work to do. Uh-huh. I, I don't necessarily think that makes for a good episode. Uh, <laughs> but I suppose we can talk about it. Maybe you can convince me. Um... We open on some of the grossest sounds ever put into anime. Yeah, it's truly bad. It's like, it's really wet sounding. And let me tell you, this episode is titled Toys in the Attic. I was like, oh boy, setting us up for a sad one. What a sad title. No. 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 It's a... Uh, I didn't read the episode description, and perhaps I should have. Whenever they reference a mysterious blob-like alien, it's uh, probably not going to be good. Um... But, uh, we see, like, something low to the ground with red-tinted vision scurrying around on the bebop before we get the episode title, and then it seems like it's a pretty damn lazy day on the bebop because there ain't no bounties to hunt. And no, not one. Uh, so that, that means Jet Black is like, fuck, I have nothing else to do, I guess... I'm going to record a Star Trek captain's log. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he's just talking to himself in a recorder. He's been like, ah, yes. Let me wax poetic about space and bounty hunting. Bounty what hunting is... to be employed. Bounty hunting is gig work. It is, it is... Oh, look, right here, T. They, they are pounding T in this episode. Yeah. Good to know. Uh... Well, they also smoke cigarettes, so their taste buds are destroyed. So there's no, no, no accounting for literal taste, I suppose. Anyway, this opening scene is funny to me. Yeah, because I will say, <laughs> uh, Jet for whatever reason is gambling with Faye, uh, and is she's just... smarter than this. And He's smarter than this. Has lost all of his worldly possessions. Including all of his clothes but his underwear. 
Um, we see he's he's gambled it all away, and I appreciate Faye's hustle here, uh-huh. uh, and that she, he was like, "I don't have anything except my pants," and she's like, "Yeah, I'll take them." <laughs> I don't know what I'll I don't know what I'll use them for, but yeah, I will take your pants. Listen, when it, when it, he started betting his jumpsuit, you know that Faye was just doing it for shits and giggles. Now, uh, why you would ever gamble with Faye Valentine, notorious cheater, is beyond me. Um, but we see this gambling game, and like one of the things they do is they they show. They show the way that Faye is cheating before, like, it's revealed. Like, that's a good continuity thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also will say that it is it is interesting to see Jet's prosthetic. We've never seen him shirtless before in this way. Yeah. So it is it's it is cool to see how it connects to his body. Yeah. Um. But, but it's lucky he didn't gamble his arm away because... Uh, Faye has a magnetic, I assume magnetic, she's got some sort of device, uh, anklet, that is tipping the dice in her favor. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, Spike is attempting to cook? He's using a flamethrower, which is an interesting choice because they do have a stove. Yeah, I don't know why Spike is deciding to use a flamethrower to make veggie kebabs he, I, I, here's my thought process i know 100 percent beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's true he thought to himself i should cook dinner but i don't want it to take a really long time i want to <laughs> do it i want to make kebabs but i don't want to have to wait for kebabs i i want kebabs now but I don't want to have to wait like 25 minutes while they like get ready and you know, I on the grill. You know, I would rather have them be done in five minutes and I get kebabs right now. And I know I have a flamethrower, which honestly, if I had never done it before, I'd be like, yeah, let's try it out. Let's let's use the flamethrower this one time. So really, maybe there's a reason that Spike doesn't do most of the cooking. Yeah. And I think it's because he doesn't have patience for cooking. Understandable. Um, Ed's just taking naps. Ed's just taking naps. Ed's here to nap. You know, when you got nothing else to do, naps are good. (laughs) Naps are fine, I suppose. Um, Interesting scene of uh, Jet debriefing. Um... Yep. And uh Spike does not like the the uh, kebabs that he cooked probably because he's prob- spraying a whole bunch of shit that lights on fire onto the kebabs that can't possibly taste good. Yeah. <laughs> um I do like how all of like these monologues are all uh lessons the characters give us. Uh uh, Jet's lesson is quick cash will always get you into trouble, essentially. Yes, which it did. It yep. did get him into trouble. Try- he lost his literal pants. Yeah. Also, show me Jet's ass, you coward. Show me- sh- I want to see Jet's ass. We see- we see so much Fey ass in this series. Show me Jet's ass, you cowards. Come on. I know you've drawn it. Show Pull me. the trigger. I want to see Jet's ass. I want to see Jet's ass. I bet it's good. Put it on screen. You know he does squats. You know he does squats. He doesn't. Jet does not feel like a guy who misses leg day. No, he's got some powerful thighs, and that's how you know you want to have that butt on screen. Um, we see Jet go to the cargo hold and <laughs> looking for pants. I guess. Looking for some spare clothes. Um, Ayn is, uh, has noticed that something is amiss. Nobody listens to Ayn. Ayn's a real, uh, classy in this scenario, and everybody's like, no, that's okay, Ayn. Ayn, shut up. We're not interested in you barking. Which, to be fair, my birds make a lot of noise, and I often tell them to be quiet. Maybe they're trying to alert me to something in the vents. 
Um, the Bebop has a whole lot of junk in its cargo hold, and one of the things that uh, Jet finds is an ominous-looking fridge. I... Okay, so if there's one thing this episode does... We're about to get into some extremely silly territory, so we're just... I'm gonna talk about things that I like. Uh, if there's one thing this episode does well, it's to show how fucking big the Bebop is, actually. Yeah. This is a big ship. You only see, normally, a couple of rooms, hallways every now and then. This episode does a good job of saying, actually, there's just, like, like, easily 20 rooms that nobody uses that they've just filled with shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like your own house. Yeah. Uh, but there is a very spooky-looking fridge, uh... I thought that this creature escaped when Jet opened the fridge. That is not the case. The creature was already out. Yeah, the the creature was already out. Um, it is, I don't, uh, it may be possible that the creature is unrelated to the thing with the fridge. Like, well, then what the fuck is the fridge about? I think the fridge, that doesn't seem likely, but it's not stated that it is the cause of the thing. No, there's no fucking way, if they introduce the whole fridge subplot, that the the creature doesn't come from the fridge. Um. Right? Yeah, it has to come from the fridge. Because then why, why try to get rid of the fridge later? Yeah. Other than that you're just squicked out by how gross it got inside the fridge. Um. Uh. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. He goes back and he's like, we got a fridge back here? Wonder what the fuck is inside. Jet, you know that's a bad fridge. Don't open that fridge. You have no idea. More gross sounds is something is crawling through vents. Uh. It's on the floor. It's on the floor of the cargo hold with Jet. Yep. Uh. We go back to Faye, uh, who is counting her spoils, and Spike, who is brushing his teeth to get the taste of the bad kebab out of his mouth. <laughs> That's a fun detail to me. Um, uh, her lesson is that uh, basically a sucker's born every minute. Uh-huh. Uh, it's- and... Uh, that's the whole reason to be alive is to to trick people out of their valuables. It's it's actually kind of uh we'll we'll get more into the psychology of Faye Valentine in the next episode, but uh it's actually kind of sad. The thing that uh Faye says is that if you don't lie to people, you are going to end up being lied to, which is not true, and kind of implies that Faye has, like, been on the, and, like, been on the end of some rough treatment in the past. Yeah, she specifically says, I've never had anything good happen to me when I trust others. Yeah. Woof! Woof! Bad news for Faye! She's, and listen, we'll get to the two-parter next time, but, like, damn. She's having a, she is having a, a sad episode right now. This is bad. This is Faye at her lowest. Uh, <laughs> and uh, even with all of her winnings, she's still pretty fucking bummed. Yeah, uh, she's <laughs> uh, she's opining about the fact that you can't trust anyone. The only way to the only way to do it is get yours. Uh and uh then an alarm goes off uh because Faye had uh apparently Jet has tripped some sort of alarm and he says that something bit him while he was in the cargo hold uh <laughs> they go in there and uh they're like oh my god are you okay Jet and he's like yeah something bit me and everybody's like oh my god i thought it was something serious don't fucking set off the alarm for that Jet <laughs> jesus christ man <laughs> We rushed all the way over here. We thought you were dead. And, like, they see a rat scurry around on the floor, and Jet's like, no, 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 it wasn't a rat. I know it wasn't a rat. And everyone's like, like, did you (laughs) Okay, all right, buddy. Listen, you just said you got bit, and a rat just ran away. We think it's a rat. 
We think it's a rat. Uh, they're like, they're just like, geez, I thought it was something serious. Could you calm down, Jet? Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of ominous walking through hallways this episode. Mm-hmm. Shit's moving through vents in this episode. It's very slowly paced in this way. Mm-hmm. And also, let me just say, slowly paced overall. Most of this episode is nothing happening. Yeah. Uh, we, like, the next thing that happens is that, uh, Spike is trying to convince Jet to try some homeopathic medicine for the bite he has, uh, Jet has gotten. Yes. Did you, by any chance, read the label on this homeopathic bomb? Uh, no. What does it say? So it has a, uh, just for our listeners at home, if you're not following along in the episode, which, why would you be? It is a small glass jar with the label as a dragon on it. And underneath it says Doragon. It's D-O-R-A-G-O-N. Not even a real dragon. Doragon. That's, was this copyrighted? Was the word no, dragon copyrighted? No, that's that's how that's how Doragon is uh, the Japanese pronunciation of that. You can't word. say this to me after I made fun of it on air. Now I look like the asshole that didn't Google it. <laughs> that Fucking, we we've uh, we've had this uh, 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 we've had this conversation before. When have we talked about dragons on in, this show? Uh. With uh, uh, Taiga and uh, you know I did. You know I could never remember the name of that fucking show. I can't and Dora. In Toradora, we talked about it. It's, it's. I didn't think it would be so close to English. Oh no, I've made a mess of it. <laughs> You've made a mess of it. I made a mess of it. I thought this was gonna be a good goof. I thought this was a good dunk that I was gonna do. I thought this was another one in a string of long label goofs that the uh the people at cowboy bebop's animating room did but no no that's just it's just it's just actually how they spell the word dragon no Fuck. that's just the the romanization of like the <sighs> japanese pronunciation of dragon i i suppose this can't be cut now i suppose <laughs> i suppose everyone just gets to hear listen we got nothing to thing. talk about this episode so we're oh keeping this God, in. We have so so little episode left to talk about. Nothing fucking happens. <laughs> anyway, speeding along. Um, Jet, sp- Jet, Jet sp- Black is, is hurting. Uh, he's, he's come to the the ER room of Spike Spiegel <laughs> and his bag of shit that he bought at a market one time. Okay, uh, none okay. Of it's actual medicine. Okay, remember how I said last episode that Spike actually does believe in this stuff? This is what I'm saying. Spike believes in homeopathic medicine. <laughs> can't believe this is true of him it feels like another thing that he's doing to tempt death a little bit <laughs> it's like i don't have any painkillers but what i do have is a lizard that you have to drink <laughs> uh, does it work yeah sure hey uh, hey spike where's the ibuprofen ibuprofen <laughs> i didn't buy ibuprofen. any ibuprofen what the fuck i bought a bunch of dried lizards <laughs> fuck you talking about ibuprofen we got a scorpion you can have some scorpion if you're not a coward. <laughs> if you aren't hurt enough to drink a lizard, then are you even that hurt? I don't think so. <laughs> but that's what he does have. He has a, a, a crushed, up, like a really dried up lizard. And he's like, yeah, if you crush this up and you simmer it in some water, it'll taste just like iced tea. And you just just drink that sucker down and you'll feel better on your cut. Uh, also, I do want to point out that while Jet is, like, holding this cup of green goop in front of his face and he's talking to Spike and Faye about, uh, about it, uh, it distorts his face to make his mouth look bigger. <laughs> they, they, they were trying to figure out something to do with this fucking episode just as much as we're trying to figure out stuff to talk about in this episode. <laughs> They're like, fuck, I, there's nothing for the first ten minutes. Uh, Faye's like, hey, what are you two doing? And uh, Spike's like, Jet's gonna drink a lizard. 
Face like, what the fuck? Don't drink a lizard. Why would you Don't do that? Don't drink a lizard. What it smells. It smells so bad. It smells like a la- a rag that you used to clean up sour milk. And Spike goes like, no, it's more like rotten soybeans and gasoline. And he's like, oh, she's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> Jet's like, fucking, I have to drink it. Stop it. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, Spike and Faye are doing bits at each other. <sighs> this he he goes up to drink it and uh as uh as he's about to he actually just collapses he's got a big purple mark on the back of his neck mm-hmm. that seems bad he's he's out he, out cold he's uh me he's got, <laughs> he's got a little tiny blanket on him not even close to covering up most of his body it barely covers up his torso uh and they are doing tests on his blood yeah bad uh spike is running tests and like comparing uh the whatever jet's got to other really bad diseases in the history and each one (laughs) uh jet looks more panicked by spike mentioning uh, and then he's like, nope, not that one. Topical. We didn't even get to the COVID uh, where he checks against COVID, but he uh, doesn't at least have uh, the Ebola virus, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, hmm. Ed coming in handy with uh, their only contribution to this episode, which is to theorized that it is a mysterious space creature a spooky alien that has infiltrated the ship and uh is fucking the crew up which is somewhat correct (laughs) it is true that it is an alien it is a mysterious space creature like i would say it's classified as an alien right yeah sure we'll say it's an alien and it's a ta- it's a real it's a real Ridley Scott presents Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. This is this like this episode gets very alien. It does, especially with the vents, all the moving around in the vents. Mm-hmm. They saw Alien and they're like we got to fill the fucking episode before the two-parter instead of just going right into the two-parter, you know, and keeping it on an even number, you had to fucking put this episode in between. Anyway. Uh <laughs> Faye thinks that's a dumb idea, uh, and so does Spike. Spike's like, what if it's just a really mutant rat that got fucked up? And uh, Faye's like, yeah, sure, it's probably one of those two things, a space alien or a really fucked up rat. (laughs) So we've got either alien or fucked up rat. Uh, I'm going to take a (laughs) bath. You two (laughs) deal with this. Seems bad. Uh... Doesn't even, not too worried at this point. She goes to take a bath and reads a book, mm-hmm. dangling her foot out of the tub uh, in a way <laughs> that is inviting something to come up and bite it. Yes. Uh, some, so, if, I'm not, I, I don't know. I I was gonna make some jokes, but no, I, I'm she gonna. She did invoke... post feet. Cowboy Bebop posted feet. <laughs> Cowboy <can> Bebop <laughs> posted feet. This How one's an, keep... homo- an homage to Tarantino. <laughs> I said really, Scott, but we all know who the <laughs> real brains is behind this episode. Yeah. He came into the scene and was like, what if we just saw Faye Valentine's feet? Uh, have we seen Faye Valentine's feet? <laughs> is that necessary, Quentin? Well, I'm just saying if we don't see him, how would we know she's got him? I mean, she's... No, I'm pretty... She's definitely got feet. She walk, you know, like walks around and has shoes and stuff. And you're like, well, let's just. I think the fans are really interested in this. I think that's <laughs> something that the fans would appreciate. Uh, she gets bitten and then comes out in her towel and is like, "Hey, what happens if you get bitten?" Uh, and Spike's like, "Well, I don't know. You die, I guess. Uh, we're still trying to figure that out." And uh, Faye has a small meltdown. Uh, she says, I've never done any crime or done anything wrong in my life. Asterisk. (laughs) Maybe a few. 
Perhaps. Maybe a few or none none no crimes that I actually committed were all that bad, I think. Not not the bad ones. I've done some crimes, but not the bad ones. I I mean I have killed people and I have stolen and cheated and lied and uh, oh boy, but none of the bad crimes. But all, you know all, all, all those dudes kind of had it coming, so you know <laughs> I'm sure if your favorite, I can't believe the Faye Valentine defender has logged on. <laughs> Faye Valentine, who is a bad person and eats dog food, <laughs> she stole from a dog because she was hungry. Faye Valentine, not a good person. We can just say that. We can. No, I'm saying that. I'm just saying that Faye Valentine believes that she is uh, justified in her crimes. She certainly fucking does. Uh, she collapses. And she's she's laid out right next to Jet. Uh, it's not good. Uh, meanwhile, Ein and Ed are just looking around. Yeah, I'm the space alien. Ein's using the the infrared goggles to look for the the thing. Ein's being a dog looking for a a small creature. In a enclosed space. And this is Ed's lesson. This is lesson number three. If you've forgotten the lesson framing device, so had the show up until this point. So here's lesson number three. If you see a stranger, follow him. Now, I don't want to be critical of Ed. Ed is clearly a genius hacker. <laughs> this is a bad piece of advice. I think it's very, uh, very topical, though. Do you? How so? If you see if you see something you do not understand and is strange to you it it is perhaps best to pursue it. I don't know if that's also true. I think it's telling that Ed always refers to this goo pile as Mr. Mr. Spooky Creature. <laughs> uh so I guess the lesson is just hunt things that you're looking for on your ship. If you, Still, listen, if I don't think Ed, listen, Ed is a brilliant uh, hacker. I don't know if Ed is qualified to fucking speak on uh, giving <laughs> any sort of lessons to anybody. I do like the walk cycle of Ed throughout this sequence. They're, Boy, Ed is, they're having a, a, a good time just walking around the bebop. I, for one, am glad that Ayn has someone to hang out with. Yeah. No one ever wants to hang out with Ayn. Except for, I guess, Ed, so. Um. But. Spike loses both of them. Almost instantly. They're supposed to work <laughs> as a team. The Bebop's too big. They go their separate ways. No, they can't find one another. Too big. But. It's, it's so big, uh, even Ed and Ayn get split up. Which is ridiculous, because they were walking together. Uh. Tragically. Ein gets got by that space alien. Yeah. It got the dog. I can't believe... It got the dog. I can't believe it got the dog. Correctly, uh, Spike says, Where the hell are your animal instincts? Shouldn't you have <laughs> fucking dodged this? I thought you were, like, a dog. Couldn't you smell it coming? Answer was no. No. Answer was... Does Goop have Ein's a smell? A corgi. <laughs> do, it do, I mean, Ein was freaked out by this Goop pile earlier, but Ein's been freaked out the whole episode. Um, in space, no one can smell the goop. <laughs> I was gonna say, in space, no one can hear you bark, but I think yours is better. <laughs> we talked, we were just talking about goops, and you, now? Okay, do you think this is a, you think this is a Mountain Dew goop, or do you think this is a This is a goop? whiskey goop. This is not a whiskey goop! How could you say that? <laughs> No way. This this horrible thing does not look tasty at all. Oh, oh yeah, and Mountain Dew Goop all by itself with no bubbles looks <laughs> delicious. You're on the wrong side of history, Lexi. <laughs> I, I, it was at this point in the episode where I thought, wouldn't it be funny if it was just like bad takeout that had been sitting in that fridge for oh so long? Oh my god, I can't believe you you predicted it. <laughs> I was like, why would they set up this goop and also have the whole bit about the fridge in the back room? And that's exactly what the fucking episode is about, listener. I don't want to uh, 
get too far ahead of ourselves here, but that's what the fucking episode is. Yeah, um, what with the goop <laughs> having taken out most of the crew of the Bebop now, uh, because Spike, Spike is able to locate, uh, like, as he is taking Ayn away, he sees the goop. He sees goop's the- fast. It's a, it's a fast goop. Goop's fast. Um, so he deposits Ayn with the rest of the rest of the sick crew and <coughs> gears They're just stacking up. up. This is this is Spike fully kitted out, and he looks like an idiot. <laughs> he he is not cool. He's, he's got, got a neck gun. He's got kebab. He's got, he's got infrared he's got his, specs. Importantly, <coughs> he has a rapier that he's eating a kebab off of. He's got a flamethrower, and he's got his heat vision goggles and his just actual gun, I guess. And some uh some type of gas grenades. It's, he's he's kitted up. I thought it would look cooler. It doesn't. It's just practical, I suppose. Yeah, when you're going get, on a goop get, hunt, you need all the goop hunting goods. We're going on the goop hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that one got you, huh? That one. Yeah. <laughs> Critically, we get lesson four here. Um, important. Yep. Uh, I don't actually know if Spike knows what lesson four is. Uh. Let me. Oh, he says it at the end. He says it at the end. Oh, yes. Uh, he says it at the very end, which is the, I guess, the moral of this episode. But it, critically, after he kits up, he puts the Bebop on autopilot so that in about 82 hours, it will dock at Mars, no matter what. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, you can't edit it after you've set this. Once they've uh, set, once uh, Spike has set this autopilot he goes into the the ducks of the ship i always like it when he puts his goggles on i think that's fun. yeah the goggles are good they look good they're on him like, they're not necessarily goggles they're just like cool sunglasses you know what yeah I mean? uh he turns off i guess he doesn't it's interesting to see how the mechanics of the bebop work because yeah they are doing that that physics thing where part of the ship has to constantly rotate to like simulate gravity mm-hmm so when you're not on that part of the ship, you're you're in zero G, which is weird and interesting. So Yeah, that it, it's like they don't explain it, but they show it to you in a way that it makes sense. Like Yeah. The people the people that are running this show absolutely know how the Bebop works. Yes, so. absolutely they know how the Bebop works. Uh Spike stumbles on another thermo reader which was from ed which leads us to believe that ed got got as well mm-hmm. even though we we saw ed just kind of drop the thing and like while they were fine so spike thinks that ed got got ed's fine understandable everybody's out at this point yep uh uh spike's jumping it's... at shadows at this point as uh some like condensation drips from a pipe and it spooks him it is so dark on the bebop could you not just light the hallways up is there not like a light switch somewhere you could just turn off the spooky atmospheric lighting uh jet black voice uh are you gonna pay for that electricity (laughs) okay but everybody else on the ship is hurt and maybe dying at this point you could be like yeah we'll we'll spend the money on the on the fucking lights for a little bit for 20 minutes while i catch this thing um uh he does meet the goop here eventually he misses with the net gun he tries to shoot it no good he gasses it he gasses it and uh, gets out of the corridor all of the gas is collecting in uh (laughs) but then then just like waits a minute and goes back in well here's the thing he gets to the other side of the door and he Goes to light a cigarette to congratulate <laughs> With himself. The uh, to congratulate himself for his victory, he goes for his lighter, 
but he does not have his lighter, so he tries to light his cigarette <coughs> with the flamethrower. Uh, it doesn't work very well, so he uh, resolves to go back into the smoke-filled corridor and get the lighter back, which releases the goop. <laughs> he moves He moves the fight into this second room and does try to shoot this goop pile. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he hits it or not, but he does corner it, and then he blasts it with the flamethrower a couple of times. So he does get this goop. Yeah, he gets the goop good. It seems like it is charred and dealt with. and Seems dead. Then Spike uh, is, like, having burnt the thing to a crisp, he, like, Spike remembers the kebabs he made, and then he has a sudden realization about, uh, because he thinks about leftovers. This is the most dramatic reveal, by the way. It's like a, it's like a 360 spin as he, like, makes a, oh shit face and it's just that he remembered he had takeout once that he forgot about here's it's nothing here's the thing though the takeout he forgot about was a seafood takeout you do yeah. not want to leave seafood takeout that is bad takeout to not eat like the next day and it was a year old that when it, uh, one of the things I do want to note is, uh, they do a lot to build up what it's going to look like inside this fridge, and it looks really bad in that it fridge. It looks really bad. Spike, this is horrific. Why would you do this? Like, this is worse than the fridge in, uh, uh, Resident Evil, uh, seven this is like they frame the framing on this scene the lighting the the narration is like this is the most intense thing spike's ever fucking done and it is gross in there it's really gross he even has like a has a panic attack after he opens the door but like it is just a gross fridge you know it's not like that is like you Opened a door and there was like a dead guy in there. That is a biohazard fridge. That is. Well, Spike agrees with you because his immediate reaction is turn the zero the turn zero gravity back on on the bebop so that he can fucking jettison the fridge out the airlock. Yep. He's he has completely forgotten about the alien at this point. He th- he thinks it's dead. To be fair. Yeah. Uh. But uh, he fucking goes and dumps the fridge out the airlock. Why is this the climax of the episode? Because. Gotta get rid of that lobster. No, you don't have an answer. That's what I say. What What if it spawns more. Um. Goop. I guess. You do have to get rid of it. I. I. I guess. And what are you going to do? Save that fridge? I wonder no. how worse it would be in another year. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the difference between Spike and I. Is Spike's not curious. He's not a scientist. That I want to see what happens. <laughs> that fridge is done for. It is not he, there's worth no, saving. There's no saving. There's not a salvageable part of that fridge. You have to dump the whole thing. It's fucking trash in space now. Uh, and hitching a ride on the fridge is the goop. Yes. It's back. It's not dead. It bit Spike on the arm. Uh, it bit Spike on the arm and, uh, like, scampers up, uh, away. Uh, starts to float open, too. And Spike's like, gross, 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 gross. Uh, the, the door opens a crack and Spike (coughs) has to, like, struggle to get the actual, like, uh, blast door to open so he can, like, set the thing loose in space. Uh, as he is, like, losing consciousness from the goop bite. And he's just got a weak wrist, so he's, like, he can't hold it for very long. And he does, he does manage to close the doors in time before, uh, before he gets jettisoned into space. Um, 
What a weird thing. If this had been the death of Spike Spiegel, wouldn't that be fucking pretty anticlimactic? Yep. Sending a fridge out because you're too lazy to uh, eat your seafood? Um. <laughs> uh, Spike passes out. The goop goes to where uh, Ed is, and Ed is asleep, and he and they grab the goop, and they eat it. Shouldn't they shouldn't have done that? <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't. Ed, I know you lived on a on a sort of a wasteland of a planet. You shouldn't have did that, Ed. You should you should should have let that one go. Uh, oh they don't even know what they're doing. They're they're like in in the middle of a dream where they're eating a bunch of stuff, and they just kind of grab the goop and they're like, "Oh, thank you, delicious." Uh, Spike's lesson: uh, don't leave stuff in the fridge. Yep. True. Don't leave things in the fridge. Don't leave things in the bad. fridge. It will go bad. In in Spike's case, every sense of the word. Uh, we are very strange end to this episode where everybody is just sorting, sort of floating unconsciously in zero gravity, and the horrible fridge is is got rainbow particles in space. Strange one. Strange one. This is a, a strange episode. Weird up. Ep- Weird episode for us too, because that's that's, that's the yep, ep- that's the episode we're, we're talking we're about. We're not going to break after this. That was the whole thing. You're like, ah, I really wanted there to be some subs sub- uh, substance to this episode in any way. And uh let me tell you, Toys in the Attic did not give us a lot of substance. So here here we are. This is the end. I have an email for us to read. Oh, do you? Yes. Let me go. I would love to I would love to hear it. I a uh, friend of the pod Henry who yep. has been supplying us with great questions. Uh has this email for us uh mm-hmm. titled Animation Question. Okay. I want to put this delicately but don't know how. I want to talk about the animation of Faye's boobs, but I promise I'm only being 10% horny. (laughs) To me, it seems like they did a really good job animating the way they move naturally, whereas a lot of animation make boobs. And I gotta gotta say, thank you, Henry, for uh, the first time round going with (laughs) B-E-W-B-S and the the second time with B- Zero zero B S. <laughs> you don't want to get in the algorithm that you're googling boobs. What I if get that? What if the FBI finds out that you type boobs into Google? <laughs> what if the FBI figures out that you sent that into Gmail? They'll get you. <laughs> They'll get you. Uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. That talk. is that is not the end of the email. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> uh. To me, it seems like they did a really great job animating the way they move naturally whereas a lot of animation makes boobs hey look horny boy jiggle jiggle i'm uh, <laughs> thinking specifically of her in the dress and then sunbathing obviously there's a lot of horny that goes into it but how much of it is also just flexing how they can animate the human body perhaps in a delacroixian uh, uh, kind of way discuss fu- I, I don't i don't even put that word in the same sentence as you misspelled boobs twice i am <laughs> I am now going to Google this word because I don't know what it means. Sure. And while you do that, I do want to speak on this. When we talked about it in Ganymede Elegy, uh, I was like, I can't believe they've just figured out a way to put Faye Valentine in a swimsuit. Uh, but actually, in the moment when they do have a close-up on her boobs, on her chest, uh, it's actually very well done. I noticed that in the moment. So I don't think you're wrong uh, Henry, I actually think that they, I'm almost wondering if it's a top down decision, right? At this point, if they're like, Hey, listen, we need to put Faye Valentine in a swimsuit. The, the head, whoever's in charge of that decision has made that decision that we need to do that. And so we are, 
and whoever is animating it is like, well, I went to plenty of figure drawing classes. I can fucking figure out how the, you know, actual physics of this work. It does look very well done, especially in that scene in Ganymede Elegy, I thought. <clears throat> okay, so... If they did uh, not use if they did not use a reference for that, I would be shocked. Uh, the uh, Delacroixian is uh, like things from Eugene Delacroix, uh, who is the famous painter. Uh, you would know him from his painting Liberty, Liberty Leading the People, 1830, mm, okay. uh, which okay. is the... Uh, you you've yeah singing the song of angry men. I know. Yeah, you. yeah, singing the song the the uh small child with the uh, two pistols. Yes, sure. Uh, I think Henry. I think you're probably right. I I would be curious to see where this decision gets made. Surely it gets made in the writers' mm-hmm. room, right? Because the writers are like, I you know it would be great, Faye Valentine in a swimsuit. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, I do think that the animators on this show are not fucking around. Oh, they uh, are not fucking around when it comes to, no. like, animating bodies in the slightest. Like, I, I will say that the character design of Faye is horny. It, it, is, it is horny, but it's also because that is one of Faye's tricks. You've fallen, you've fallen for uh, Valentine's trick. Uh, which is that she's a hot lady and she wants you to look at her so you don't notice the other things she's doing. All of the cheating and lying and and stealing that she's doing, which, you know what, fair enough. Uh, But I do think whoever is animating this stuff and is getting these notes and they're like, well, okay, if these are my notes, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it really well. And I I think that you're right. I think they do a great job with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it can get bad. It, it can get it bad. It can get bad. I Listen, I've watched a lot of anime. I've seen bad boob jiggle. <laughs> the boob physics are famously bad in anime. Uh, you don't get a lot of that in Western media. They don't, they don't animate the boob jiggle in, mm-hmm. in the States, as it were. Well, the, the thing is that it's just there aren't a whole lot of, you know... Uh, well-detailed adult women in Western animation. No, you I mean, know, it's just it's it's a it's a difference in subject material. Uh huh. Even I mean, even even the the cartoons, we'll say, animated stuff that's for adults is normally comedy stuff. I think you get some exception with with like dc animated movies you know there are some animated movies out there that are obviously different but you don't get this in the same way Mm -hmm. sunbathing women where somebody has to actually figure out how it how how that would actually look in real life animate and translate it to animation so yeah so hats off we're listen we respect everybody that worked on this show yeah except for (laughs) The horny guy who's in that office being like, all right, I need pictures. Pictures of, of Faye, Faye Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> Faye Valentine in a bathing costume. How, how, can we make the dress skimpier? Can we make it smaller? No, that's not practical. <laughs> no, dude, you got to calm it down just a little bit. You just, I like Every office has like, that dude. Skimpier, shorter. I want to see more legs, damn it. Yeah, oh. We gotta get this. We gotta get this episode out by next week. We we've established that Tarantino is in this room, and we we found <laughs> it. <laughs> Fucking Tarantino's behind it all. I can't believe Tarantino is just in that back room chomping a cigar. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, well, we respect everybody that worked on this show except, except Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> 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 Damn. Well. Sorry, Quentin. Sorry, Quentin. Oh, jeez. <sighs> but you know what? Next time we have we have good stuff. Thank you for your question, Henry. It was a good one. Yep. We got some we got some good stuff out of that one. So uh but next time we will be getting into the two-part episode of Jupiter's Jupiter Jazz. Jupiter Jazz. Good. This title. is this is going to be a big one. Yeah, For this a is lot a plot of episode. 
This is a plot episode. This is a plot episode. There's some stuff that I'm going to have to talk about in it. Um, it <laughs> we, I, so before we made the decision to condense this episode down to one episode, I did watch the next one. Uh, so I know what happens in it. And boy, boy, is there, is there some, it's some stuff to go over in that one. Remember how it, how in Heavy Metal Woman there was like some really bad stuff, but also some really good stuff. Boy, yeah, we do it again, it, again, it again, again. Cowboy Bebop hitting it with hitting us with both both the best and the worst that it can do in a single episode. So I'm excited to talk about it next yeah. week. Yeah, I I really want to hear your perspective on it. I obviously have have thoughts but i'm more interested to hear uh hear us discuss it so yeah uh but for now holden where can people find you on the internet oh they can find me on twitter.com at not underscore daredevil and you can find me on the internet at hex of lexi you can also find the podcast at sakugapod on twitter you can email the podcast so your questions can be answered uh by us like a uh, friend of the show henry's uh is almost every episode uh <laughs> if, you, if anybody else sent in a, an email they'd get theirs read but listen if you if you want to hear us uh say your name and maybe eventually become a friend of the show you can send an email to us uh at a uh, at gmail.com we talked about boobs for 10 minutes nothing's off the table here come on come on uh, we would also like to thank Rainbow Lithium for the art used in our podcast logo. Thank you, Rainbow Lithium. Uh, uh also, if you, uh, if you haven't done this already, if you go in and give us a, a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice, we would really appreciate that. It helps boost the algorithm in any way, uh, and we'll take it. We, uh, really appreciate you doing that, and if you want to leave uh a comment we'd also appreciate that too yes that would be very helpful um also if you just want to tell someone if you if you listen to this episode and you're like oh wow this episode was uh short and sweet and kind of goofy uh i bet i could get someone to actually listen to this you just just tell them just you can tell just them. tell them we're not we are pretty unthreatening in the sense that we don't take it too seriously and neither should you yeah and you know what? If they don't like it, I don't know. That's on you. You made a bad recommendation to a friend. That's not with that doesn't have anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. My hands are clean in this. <laughs> I am. I am free of all sin. I know. Is is exactly you in a glass house? You should be careful throwing those stones. Us outside the glass house, we'll tell you to throw those stones. Do it. It is. It is known that podcast house are not made of glass. They are, they're made of other materials. Yeah, it's very soundproof in here. That's mm-hmm. true. It's actually we all fam- We famously, we all famously <laughs> record in the same house, this podcasting house that yes. we have together. We built it out of foam. Yeah, it's 221 Baker Street. Everybody knows <laughs> this. I, I, I bought that property and I filled it with foam. Yeah, just, just to be safe. We don't want to annoy the landlady downstairs, <laughs> Mrs. Hudson. It's wild that she uh, that it stayed in the family for that long, and that they have uh, just kept naming the, all their children Lady Hudson. I know, I know. <laughs> and the fact that she got married and kept her last name, she's like, no, I I run two two one Baker Street, the soundproof home of the anime Watson and Sherlock. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all all we got for this one. I know it's a short one, everybody, but uh, we are really excited to get into the two-parter next time. So, yep, um, we have uh looked at all of the uh, we've looked at this episode quite closely. We have studied the Sakuka. Uh, we've eaten some goop, and we can consider this case closed. We really studied the Sakuga this time. Yeah, we got we got we got down into the nitty gritty of an episode that was maybe a regular on a regular episode, twenty five minutes mm. tops, twenty minutes. Yeah. Oof. 
Hey, but maybe we could eat this episode. <laughs> maybe if it attacks too many people on our ship, we could just eat it. Yeah, leave that to me. I'll just, I'll take one for the just team. Just pop it right in there, just chew it on up.